Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I am Nuna Isi Ma. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we explore how to transform trauma into sovereign power, soulful purpose, and sacred pleasure, so that you can have the success and fulfillment in all your life circles and be the woman you are born to be. Hello and welcome to RISE. I am so delighted to present this speaker uh, that will take you on a journey to find your purpose. Her name is Tanya Lochna and she's a business intuitive helping creative and driven entrepreneurs in the arena of conscious coaching, consulting and advising. She combines quantum human design and powerful strategy for clarity focus and inspiration that creates more abundance in your business and life. She is passionate about helping solopreneurs to unlock their highest potential and personal power that inspires and empowers the next generation. Welcome, welcome, Tanya. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I have been coached by you in the past and I want to bring your wisdom and expertise when it comes to women finding their power, finding their purpose in a conscious way and really, really bringing it into, the, into their work and life. And um, yeah, I am looking forward to dive into this topic. Me too. It's such a such a juicy topic. <laughs> right. Who doesn't want to be on purpose and have this success and fulfillment combined, right? Because it's really about that. When you have success but no fulfillment, sucks. When you have fulfillment but no success, sucks even more, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so tell me, what is your secret formula to, to, to really embark on that path? Mm, interesting choice of words, because I actually don't believe that there's a formula for any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish business and life would play by the rules, but it just doesn't want to. <laughs> so, you know, the, one of the big probably the biggest insights that I've had uh, since becoming an entrepreneur because it's been the biggest personal development journey for me was was the entrepreneurial piece even though before that I've always been interested in like what makes people tick and who we are and like personal development's always been a theme for me it's just when we get when we come into our own businesses it's just amplified and so one of the most important things was actually learning about myself I have realized that we get conditioned since young little girls to be in a certain way, to fit in, especially if we're intuitive and we, we, we pick up the energy around us and we don't really know how to interpret that. And so we start believing there's something wrong with us, especially if we voice some of that, what we pick up and what we're experiencing. And we get told by parents and teachers and those around us that no, 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 it's not like that. It's something different. And I remembered it always used to create this disconnect for me because I would sort of like sense somebody's intention of what they mean and they were saying something different or acting in a different way. And so it became a learned behavior for me. So 
realizing now that the most important thing is to start to know ourselves and to know who we are at soul level and being able to truly step into that, which is a whole nother thing, once we become aware of who we are to then decondition ourselves. And once we can do that and just know, we've got this infinite potential and incredible power to create amazing lives. And it's just about owning that. It's about that awareness and that owning. So for me, that's been the journey is, is bringing I come from a corporate background, so it's bringing some of that masculine structure, which is important. We, we all have to have some sort of structure and framework and processes that we work, work within. And then we also have this incredible feminine, incredibly powerful piece. So it's, it's not about the one being better than the other. It's creating that beautiful blend in the middle where it overlaps you know sometimes we'll be a little bit more masculine sometimes we'll be a little bit more feminine and it's being able to to move between these energies and it all starts again with who we are at, at soul level and part of that has been uncovering the internal narrative what we are saying to ourselves all the time because so much of science and research is showing that language has actually has the ability to splice our dna so we can literally reprogram our DNA just through the language that we're using. And if we look at again, how we've been conditioned about you have to do things this way and you should do that and you must do that and you've got to do that. And, and we create all of this pressure and, and, a, and a fixed way of being, which has which really limited us and created this belief that, that we don't have the power. We don't have a choice. We just have to do what we have to do. So you touched on a few points that I want to um, to go even deeper because I find it so very vital. And one of them is that feminine masculine balance, which uh, I write on, on it in my book. I strongly believe that uh, as souls, we androgynous, we've got both. And it's really about the collaboration and cooperation of those two energies within and without, right? But all starts from within. And um, in my own journey, for many years, I was really immersed in the feminine, but I completely uh, discarded my masculine. And so I had all these ideas and I was creative, but there was no uh, structure or the, there was no movement forward that makes sense. And it's only when I realized that and I started really uh, mindfully uh, bringing my masculine online and creating systems and creating, um, you know, the, the planning and directing that things started to materialize. And especially writing my book, I cannot think of a better or, or more significant, um, you know, foundation than bringing those energies together. To, to the table, right? And, and really making them collaborate because, you know, writing is very feminine. It's, it's bringing the, the wisdom from the unknown, it's downloading and creating and, and, and that's the birthing part of the feminine. But I could not do that if I did not have the masculine structure that really took me through the process of actually bringing it forward. So I'm really happy that you touched on it and, um, and let's dive a little bit more into that, right? 
Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people, like I said, you know, and, and I love this analogy of a pendulum, because often we, we're sitting either on the, on the way upside of feminine or way upside of the masculine, and then somebody brings to our awareness that it's time, you know, there's, there's, a, little, there's a little bit of an imbalance here. And then we tend to swing right over to the other side because I was the opposite of you. I was very much in the masculine. I, I was in the financial world. I was raised by a dad who was from the military. So I was all about structures and pushing hard and climbing the corporate ladder. And so then coming into the, into the coaching world, I learned about this whole new energy thing and this feminine thing. And I was like, oh, I'm missing this thing. So I swung completely over to that side. And I just like, oh, I never, ever want to go to that masculine side because I'd realized or I'd, I'd almost associated it with a, it's a bad thing to be in the, on that masculine side. And then realizing that, okay, it's not good to be stuck, like you're saying, on the feminine side either because then we don't move forward. We, do, we don't take action. We don't bring that beautiful energy and, and downloads and ideas and creativity into, into form, into structure. And so it's almost like that pendulum, it's, and it's okay. To, to sort of swing a little bit more into the masculine then swing a little bit more until we sort of like come and rebalance and we come to the middle where we able to, and, and that comes with time and with wisdom and with age <laughs> that we learn how to, how to balance these different energies and to be really kind and gentle to ourselves in this process that it's not a, you know, it's not like you've got to be this way or that way, or it's got to be, you know, it, there's no fixed formula and way. No, it doesn't mean that okay, you're this old or you're at that phase that you've got to be in that way. It's it's really learning to be able and because life is really about transitions all the time. So being able to transition from masculine to feminine, sometimes bringing them both together gloriously, and sometimes being able to just tap into the different energies. So absolutely. Right. And, and I think awareness, it's where it's all uh, starts, right? Um, knowing that, you know, if I have all this creativity and ideas, but it doesn't come forward, then maybe I should really consciously call my masculine to come and support me and, and vice versa, right? So uh, it's really a process of, um, you know, we have a we really have the, the the choice. We really have the 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 power actually to to activate them both, and the, there is ways also to activate them. Right? Uh, mm -hmm. Say if you find yourself, and I see many women really stuck in the masculine paradigm because that's how we grew, right? In in a culture that that was patriarchal for for thousands of years. So this is really what we inherited: is doing, 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 running after something. And, um, you know, it comes really against the, the feminine essence, right? If it's not balanced. And uh, many women reach that point of burnout. And, um, and, and, and you know, it, it kind of, life brings them that uh, awakening call in whatever way, shape or form to, to bring them, to call them back into the feminine. So, um, like, I know that for me, for instance, one way to call in the feminine, if I need that, I need more of that, is being in nature, is doing something creative, um, is uh, dancing, you know, anything that is kind of uh, moves me like that, right? Um, what's, what's yours? So, and, and this, is, this is quite a recent thing that's come in for me. Um, I've, I've actually started tapping into the shamanic elements of fire, water, earth, and air. 
And I've actually started bringing that into my business because I went and I looked at where does this working Monday to Friday, nine to five come from? And it was actually never used to be that way. You know, if you go through even 300 years ago, we, we just did our chores and we did our, lived our lives. It was no sort of like, okay, you clock in and you clock out. That sort of came with the whole revolutionary era where people had to, had to do that. And especially us as women, we have energy cycles. Mm -hmm. And besides, you know, besides our monthly cycles, besides the moon cycles, we have energy cycles within us. And I found that if I bring that into my business and into my life, so as an example, when I'm in my water week, so it's usually between five, it can differ from person to person. So let's say five to eight days. When I'm in my water week, it's not a time for me to be pushing and selling and doing all of these masculine things because my energy is more reflective, it's nurturing. I can still show up and, and serve my clients and serve my children or connect with them. It's just that guilt-free allowing myself to let go rather than feeling like I've got to be on and going all the time. When I'm in my fire element, that's when I feel confident and I'm selling and I'm launching and I'm marketing and I'm doing all of these things because I feel that masculine fire energy of like, you know, I can just go and conquer the world sort of thing. When I'm in my earth, that's when I structure and I plan and I move stuff around, I declutter and I organize. And when I'm in my air is usually when I get all those downloads in the shower where it's just like millions of ideas of what I want to do. And being able to embody that. So I was in a, in a beautiful a circle of women where we would each embody those different elements. And it really helped me to connect in that way. So let's say I was embodying air. I would go outside and I would make a little video of the, of the air going, the wind going through the leaves. And that would like just remind me about communication and blowing and, and setting boundaries. And, and when, I, when I was embodying earth, it would be like barefoot on the grass connecting to the earth, you know? So yes, a lot of that stuff is out in nature to show us. And, and that's been helping me to really get to know my energy cycle. So I'd no longer feel guilty for when I take some time off because I know that cycle is coming, that time is coming where I'm going to be in my absolute best energy and power to sell, to talk, to share, to, to bring out what, what my potential is into the world. I love it that you mentioned the elements. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we are nature. Nature is us. There's no separation. And we do have all those elements within and it's really embodying them in, in their flow, right? They changing and transforming all the time with the moon, which is also something that I write about in the book, um, you know, because when we understand our flow and we are governed by the moon, it's just a fact. Um, when we understand, then we can leverage that to our own benefit, right? We can flow rather than try swim up upstream and against the, the current. And we can um, just, you know, um, happily flow with the movement that that is our natural cycle. And uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I can find myself some days of the month, very specific. It's usually around new moon that I can, you know, stay until 12, one o'clock at night clearing papers. And I hate doing that. I hate. I cannot do that any other time of the month. So when I have that that urge, that flow, I just go with it, even if it's until that night, because I know it's not going to come again any exactly, other time. Exactly. When we can actually harness that energy mm -hmm. 
and we can be more intentional with it like mm -hmm. rather than like like now I feel like I have to do paperwork but I don't really feel like it and I'm mm -hmm. gonna push through because that's how we've been taught well you just have to do it where mm -hmm. we can say hey I know that time's coming so I'm gonna leave it for then because then it's gonna be quick and easy and inspired mm -hmm. rather than like you know it's like me like writing a newsletter when I'm not in my airy because like oh like sitting there like what do I want to say like takes me like a, like an hour to write this thing when I'm in my air 15 minutes 20 minutes done because it just flows out of me and it comes so naturally out of me I don't have to force it and and so when we harness those energy cycles it just life becomes more in flow like you were saying rather than that upstream like I have to do this now Sure, we sometimes got adult obligations that we have to do. We can't always just, <laughs> you know, especially in a water week, that's been one of the most difficult ones for me to, to learn to go with that flow and allow myself the rest. Because mm. I've noticed when I push myself through a water week, then the next week I'm going to pay the price for it because my body didn't get the rest and the nourishment and the nurturing that it was asking for in that time. So the biggest thing for us, I feel, especially in a very masculine world, is to be able to switch off, to learn what it is to relax, to just go within, to be. And I myself am guilty of this. I don't always know what to do to switch off. You know, especially it's winter now, so it's not always as nice to go outside. So what do I do? How do I switch off? How do I just let go? And finding those practices and things that, that help us to switch off mentally and just go within and, and, and be more connected to our bodies because I feel like in the western world we've cut ourselves off here at the neck everything is about the mental and the rational and the logical and we've got this whole being intelligence <laughs> underneath that we that we're discarding and it's it's being learning to and I know you 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 do a lot of breath work and that kind of thing just reconnecting back into the body into this incredible wisdom and intelligence that we have within us Right, yeah, that's uh, absolutely spot on. Um, and, and I just want to mention here that in my book, I have a resource um, to, to, um, to connect to the moon. So I've got a, a really a, a something that you can download and check your flow, your own circular flow as it's connected with the moon. So this is just a beautiful way to... To make that connection because sometimes it's not clear and we we're not observant of it and once we are and once we know how our energy is doing with the moon it's as we spoke about easier to navigate life it's just easier it becomes effortless mm, exactly exactly and what's interesting you know a lot of the stuff is actually quite scientific it's not just us saying like it's woo woo like it's all energy and stuff you know it really is scientific like if you look at how the moon affects the tides of the ocean and our bodies are more than 70 percent water so if we if we look at uh, you know coming back to the whole language thing if we look at that um that research where the water um uh, it was some Chinese doctor, I forget his name now, um, where he had the water and then he had love on the one and he had hate on the other one and how they could actually scientifically measure how the crystals would change in, in terms of that language. And so just understanding that a lot of this, just tapping into our own energy and what we say to ourselves, that internal narrative of like, I have to, and, you know, life is hard, or I've like got to push and got to show up in a different way than what's, what's your true 
like feminine or, or just empowered version of who you are it, it really can make a huge difference when we when we step into that and we start being aware of what we're saying to ourselves how we are and and knowing that there's science, science behind this of how we can reprogram ourselves without that pushing and like going through years of therapy and and all of these quick fixes that that people are looking for in today's day and age right yeah you mentioned the work of dr imoto which is really um yeah mind-blowing i mean if you haven't read the book or watched uh any of his uh, videos please go and watch it because it's uh, once you once you understand the structure of water and how our emotions and our thoughts and our um you know our mind can influence that structure and as you said we are 70 maybe even more percent water then we really have here um so much power right and uh, yeah even blessing your water before you drink it that's uh, another way to to really make such a huge transformation in your in inner being right exactly. um, yeah so yeah that's that's really beautiful and um and i want to dive into um really harnessing that inner power when it comes to to our work life um what is your um yeah what is your uh, take on it so business to me comes down to two main things i mean we've got a business strategy and, and all of these other things and knowing yourself which is i've got a three-step framework so it's knowing yourself the business strategy and your energy and when it comes to business these two elements for me is really the make or break around it. and the one is decision making and the other one is resilience decision making for me is highly or it's like it's so connected to our intuition we we actually cannot split the two so in uh, in order to unlock that power in our business it's so critical for us to get connected to our in intuition and and uh, and i do dna light up and we call that our light so we have our light within it so for some people it's our soul our essence uh, or or our intuition and so being able to connect to that and knowing what decisions to make. So when to do a summit, when to rather do um, a lead magnet, you know, it's like these little day-to-day -day decisions, what clients to take on, what to charge for your offers, being able to make those decisions because that's what keeps people stuck because they'll either procrastinate because they don't know how to do it or what's the right way to do it or they'll give their power away to other people to make the decisions for them and especially in today's day and age where the marketing is so convincing and it's like rah rah you know it's like really big and flashy and people put a lot into their marketing budget so we get pushed by this by FOMO right like oh I don't want to miss out on this and there's this limited opportunity and I've got to get and and my first probably first two years in business I was like that I was learning everything I was learning how to build websites and funnels and Facebook ads <laughs> the whole story and so when we can really connect into our into our own light our own intuition of what's the right next step for me 
like is it the right time to start my podcast is it the right time to write my book you know and and again linking that with the energy you know only doing it when we're really in that inspired state that creates the sustainable business and that's where the resilience comes in because with resilience we often feel like we have to push through it or we're so much in the other person's shoes and have so much empathy that we stand back and we sacrifice ourselves and we become the victim. And resilience is actually saying, I see the situation, I see the challenges, and I decide to bring the fullness of who I am anyway. And so it's being able to, to get those two, and it's part of what I cover in my program as well, is helping people to, help, to really connect to that light and being able to make those decisions that's right for them. And, and as a business coach, you know, I don't want you to be to be dependent on me to give you the answers. I would like to facilitate you to connect to that for yourself because that's true empowerment is when we can start making those decisions for ourselves, you know, and, and this is where the next generation comes in for me because we model that to them. We get used to going into a corporate environment or even running our businesses, especially family run businesses. Like, okay, this is how you've got to do it. And it's, you know, just like, I'm going to tell you all the answers. And, and we don't ever learn how to make those decisions for ourselves, those empowered decisions. That's really, like you were saying, for the highest good of everyone, not just for myself, not just for financial gain, not just for uh, success and, and the trophy of like, I've done this and I've got the cars and the house and the whatever. It's really like we're coming from the materialistic era into the quantum era where the currency is well-being more than it is money. And, and money is still important. So money is not a bad thing. It's just another energy exchange and, and when we can connect it to that. So those are probably the two main things that I focus on in my business is making those soul aligned decisions for me and my business, being able to do that and having the resilience when the challenges comes up to learn to distinguish when is it, okay, this is actually a closed door or this is something for me to master. So just go at it a little bit more, figure it out, trial and error, just taste it and see how it goes. Right, love it. Um, and I think it's also important to really clarify the why, the why mm -hmm. that, yeah, behind everything that, that you do, that you want to do and create, what is your why? You know, it took me some time to, to really um dissect it enough so so then that why becomes my fuel in days that i you know might feel ran out of energy or um you know not as fired up not not in my full power i mean we all have days like that that why is what keeps me going right mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, my business didn't really take off or get real meaning for me outside of money and paying the bills until I got that clarity, when I really got clear on what am I standing for? What is my big message in the world? And, and the interesting thing about this, it's, it's very much linked to our purpose. And so a lot of people feel like they only have one purpose. Are we looking for that elusive one thing? What's my one thing? And in reality, most of us are multi-talented, multi-gifted, and our purpose can change and it can change all the time. So for me, it's actually, it was realizing that I've got more than one purpose. I've got more than one potential and that it's okay to focus. And that's where focus comes in. Focus has been a game changer for me just to say, 
this is what I'm focusing on right now because we've got multiple potentials that come our way every single day. There's so many different directions you can go and create, especially if you get that internal narrative right, especially when you get that inter intuition connected. There's so many ways this can play out. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. It's just our experience and our perspective of that situation and being able to say, what do I choose? And really taking the driver's seat on that. I'm not in the passenger seat where life is happening to me. I am able to make an empowered choice and say, this is how I would like it to play out. And then comes that beautiful co-creation from the universe where you can do your part and the universe will do its part to support you in creating this magic in between. Love it. I love it. And um, it's, it's about not so much finding your purpose, but rather creating your purpose, right? Because as you said, we are multi-passionate, we are multi-talented, and oftentimes our, our talents are so obvious to us that we, we actually dismiss them. We don't see them as talents because they're so naturally, they're second nature. We, you know, we, we don't put any effort to do that, and then therefore we don't appreciate it as maybe other people will and um, and and many times we 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 can do so many things and it's really about our own choice of how we want to create and what we feel most passionate most excited and most aligned with and it also can change right we have different seasons different stages of life and what uh, you know what what feels aligned and suitable when you're in your 20s will be very different in your 30s 40s and 50s right you're in a different stage in a different season yeah that's why i love the idea of multiple multiple potentials and and not just like one potential one purpose we mm -hmm. we really can and that's where that internal narrative comes in again because it's like oh i'm supposed to do this and I'm, i have to do that you know it's like taking off that shell of what other people have put on you and actually saying, well, what do I choose? Not just what do I want? What do I actually choose to create in this world and, and start? And that's when I feel like giving a little bit of time for the momentum to build up. And that's when we really come into our full power and our potential is, is realizing that there's no one way. There's just multiple ways in which this can happen. Right. It's many ways to climb the mountain and it depends uh, which way you, you choose to go. And uh, it's okay. There's no right or wrong, as you said, right? And, uh, and, and sometimes you need to pivot and that's also fine. You know, it's, yeah. you, you're doing one thing and the universe kind of uh, place challenges or even not, even you just don't feel that same calling, that same fire, right? Mm -hmm. And you decide, okay, well, I might make money, but I, I'm not going to feel fulfilled. Therefore, you know, if it's not fulfillment plus success, not only the success, not only the fulfillment, then, then time to pivot, time to change, time to reinvent yourself, right? Yeah, and it, and it comes back to like believing that it has to be hard and we have to work hard for it. Mm -hmm. Once we tap into like following the joy, following the inspiration, you know, people pick up from that. So your relationships, your business, your clients, it all gets affected by you being in that 
that aligned emotion and energy and uh, an inspired action that you take from there. It doesn't have to be hard work. Yes, we sometimes, like you say, you work till one o'clock sorting out papers and it's because you feel inspired to do that. Where if any other time I say, well, now you've got to push until one o'clock tonight. <laughs> Always. <laughs> really hard, right? So it's taking that it has to be hard out of the picture and saying it can actually be easy as long as I feel inspired and I and and even when it's like I, I, I use the the term adult obligation so even when there's things that we have to do and we don't feel that inspired in that moment it's saying how can I bring peace and joy into this and this is how where focus comes in having the right focus on what is nice about the situation versus what I don't like about the situation it's so hard and you know it's like really effort to to do it. Right. So change what you don't love. And if you can't change it, then learn to love it. Yeah, change your <laughs> attitude. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, all of us will have to do things we, we, we maybe don't feel like doing. And all of us in every possible way. I mean, even, you know, cooking three meals a day to, to nourish my family each and every day can be daunting. I can tell you, and I like to cook. Yeah. But I have to, you know, if I have to, I have to. So finding ways to support myself in the process. And, and this is, I mentioning that because this is what I'm going through at the moment. You know, I'm building a menu and I'm trying to make things, I'm trying to bring in systems to support me uh, to do the things that needs to be done. And, um, and it's really when we can slow down, right? I think that is a very important um point because oftentimes when we in that rat race and we constantly in in do 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 mode we don't have the the time to actually stop breathe and take inventory of how life happens for us and is it supporting us and what can we do to 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 take back that power and and create you know sometimes really slight changes that can mm. make huge difference you know how many times that's happened where I'm like, oh, I'm solving, like trying to solve this problem. And I'm like, so like rushing and like, it's all over the place. And then just when I stop in that moment, I'm like, oh, here's the solution. <laughs> it's like, it's been here all along. And it's just because we're so busy and we, and, and that's why I really like the power of intention and connecting to the present moment. As much as I love, I love planning and strategies. I'm always thinking of the future. And it's so powerful to also just stop and be in that moment and say, what's my, what's my language? What's my narrative around this? So, because like you said, I can either really hate the fact that I have to cook three times a day, or I can say, well, I actually get to cook and I get to, to nourish my family three times a day. So it's all about our focus and, and connecting and slowing down and breathing, <laughs> breathing into that moment and giving ourselves a little bit of air. And, and just to, because to, breathing, as I mean, you're probably much more knowledgeable on the subject. It just puts the whole nervous system, the whole body in a different state when we just allow ourselves to take in that breath of life rather than rushing because life is busy, especially with children, running your own business, having a, you know, a marriage or a relationship, all of these other things that goes on, you know, it's, it, it can get, life can get very, very rushed. Right. And it's really when we create that distance that, you know, we, we, we move away from, from the busyness of life and, you know, we, we take ourselves into nature for a hike or a swim or, um, you know, just immersion in nature 
then we can we can first of all we charge ourselves which is essential mm -hmm. right because we if if we are not um you know healthy and vital nothing else will 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 be happening right so so it's really bringing it back to first and foremost self-nurturing uh, but also creating that distance and you know for me I found since I start since I did my first vipassana back in I don't know 20 years ago um, I then couldn't for a while because I had little children but as soon as I could they they've been big enough and I could leave them um, for for a few days I have been doing regularly twice a year silent retreats and it's been my soul regeneration realignment recalibration of knots you know just to be in in my quiet space without um getting my energy out you know because when we speak and we we do and you know the energy constantly going out and just just uh, uh, taking that all energy back in and sitting with myself it was for me wow so um, yeah, I really remember that we are the first one that we have to take care of, even before our kids, right? Um, if you fly and the flight attendant gives you the instructions, what happens in an emergency, they always will say, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on anyone else. So um, I heard this beautiful saying the other day of... Um, uh, of giving from your saucer so not just from from your cup it's actually like what's flowing over your cup and falling into the saucer like giving from that space and so that takes that time and and it's hard for us I mean I remember when I did Vipassana for the first time it was it was actually a little traumatic for me when I reflected back because switching off has been so hard and we we not trained to do that anymore we've trained ourselves to be busy 13 hours of the day to be distracted 13 hours of the day and that can sometimes be hard I remember the first probably like three four days it felt like my thoughts were on loudspeaker <laughs> like, like what to stop I didn't realize how much how busy my my mind had been all the time and that's in a quiet space so, so yeah, it's it's really important to learn that we can sit with ourselves and really connect in. And, and again, that's where the intuition and the, and the connecting with our light comes into our business as well, is, is taking that moment. I sometimes like to do that in the morning before I start and say, what am I really excited about today? What would I really like to create today? Rather than just jumping into reactive mode of responding to emails and, and appointments and, and getting everything done is actually asking myself intentionally, what is it that I desire to create today? Who would I like to connect with today? What would I like to say and to share? And coming from that pure energy rather than the forceful, like have to do this, have to do that quickly, like write a news data, quickly post on social media, just really finding that that beautiful flow and, and authentic energy that we share with others. Yeah, this is so important. I I feel that you know we've got um, the the when we rise and before we go to sleep, these two transition times are so potent. Uh, times to really take a moment to reflect, to intent, to sit quiet. I, this is when I do my practice every single morning, and it really sets a whole new tone for the day. Days that I don't do it, 
looking different. It's just like that because, you know, when you start your day uh, with that intention and with that set of mind, you already set yourself up for success, right? Yeah, and like I said, it's it's responding versus reacting to your day. So it's like saying, like, I, I choose to take the driver's seat here. I choose to to what I'm going to create and what my day is going to look like because we we have that power within us. To It's all about perspective. It's all about internal narrative. I can say to myself, oh, this is going to be a crazy day and then it will be a crazy day. Or I can say, oh, this is going to be a wonderful day. It's going to have so many interesting, different energies and things coming my way and I get to choose how I'm experiencing that. Yeah, beautiful. We do have the power. We have the choice. We are multi-talented, passionate, divine human beings. And this is really our birthright to thrive, to, to do what we meant to do, to do extraordinary things. And, um, and if you hear, you are one of these human beings and I salute you for that. And um, we come into the end of our time together. And I know that you have a, a, a free gift that you want to share with our audience. Maybe you can talk about it. So this, this is for um, soulpreneurs, I call them. So people who bring their soul calling out into the world through their business. I created a, a, a masterclass where I share with you the three steps how to activate, uncover and reclaim the highest potential of your business. Sounds very juicy. And so for all of you here that um, have their own business or thinking to have their own business, I know that so many people, especially in these times, are pivoting, whether by choice or by, by chance, right? Uh, circumstances, uh, just know that you, you can do it. You can do whatever you choose to do and have that great success and fulfillment that you so deserve and your birthright and will make such a, an important impact in the world of somebody, even if it's one person, right? And Tanya, it's been a great pleasure to speak to you. It's been enlightening and, um, and, and yeah, very, very inspiring. And if people want to work with you or find you, follow you, what's uh, the best place? Best place is probably my website, which is um, tanyalochner.com. And I'm sure you'll be sharing the details in, in the email as well and, and with the free gift. So that's the best place to, to start. And I'm on the usual social media channels under the same name. Great, great. So we'll have all the links uh, on this page. And thank you so much and blessings your way and uh, lots of love. Ciao. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.